I would say that the two episodes that we watched is is she a teenager? No, no. She said in the episode she's twenty four. She's twenty four. Okay. She's just like extraordinarily naive. Yeah, I was gonna say she she feels. Um, no, I was gonna say I don't think dumb is the right word. I would probably say that she feels very naive and closed off. Yeah, I mean, I think you sort of get the impression from her sister's like uh, obsessive need to do an exorcism yeah. of her when she's on drugs that she's come from a very extraordinarily sheltered like religious family. Yeah. So what's like what's her background? Because like the two episodes that we saw, actually, I think actually just in terms of the actual context of the, our show, this show was pretty good in that I have not been able to actually ascertain the direction of the show other than it seems to be sort of like individual episodes. It's only 20 minutes long, but it's only like the individual episodes just sort of comprise of this one thing that Tracy wants to do and it either goes poorly or it goes great or it does both. So I don't know. It's really, I'm curious to see what, I don't want to like shit talk it, but I feel like, is there is there more depth to the show? Because for the these episodes felt to me like very surface level. I wasn't learning a lot about that. I mean, obviously there are the sweet moments and the fucking hilarious moments um, across these two episodes. But to me, I feel like the the show f- feels very much on the surface, like that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, there is a through line, like an arc yeah. that you would not have been getting from what you know, the contextless episodes we watched um, about her and her boyfriend and how they get together and um, how she tries to sustain a relationship with her very, like, childlike point of view. Um, And then eventually they split up and in season two, like, what her single love life is like. So her romantic life is explored, but it's sort of more of, like, a prism through which to uh, give you some insight into her character and personality. I also think in terms of depth, beyond just, you know, a narrative arc that would not have been clear from just simply a couple of contextless episodes, one thing that this show provides is a perspective on a community that is not often seen. So, like a predominantly black community in um, tower block flats in London presumably housing commission housing estate um and quite very like extremely low socioeconomic like there are a lot of people yeah. who live like her and are like her and it's not something that's represented on tv so in terms of depth i think it does give you that okay. sort of insight as well it's kind of like the original british shameless yeah but with a very different cultural context behind yeah it. right right because it feels like there's a lot of if this this feels like a lot of sort of absurdist things that go on I think with some of this just in terms of how the characters react to one another the the ridiculous hijinks that they all get into actually kind of reminded me a little bit of Fleabag. Oh yeah, do you know I remember you recommending that to me and I watched like maybe two maybe three episodes of that and I was not that enamored by it. I was like, oh yeah, okay, this is. It was just a bit too. It was a bit too much for me. Yeah? That That's was interesting. It. I just showed you this show, but... But I, the thing is, like, I, I couldn't help but compare this to, to, to Fleabag. Not in a sense of, like, oh, Fleabag's better or Chewing Gum's better, but just in terms of how they... Um, I don't know, the, the 
uh, who the actress's name is. Michaela Cole. Michaela Cole. Just in terms of how she tells her stories, um, and obviously she has those little sort of piece to camera. Yeah, that's true. She's got wall. the asides just like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, yeah. But I think hers are, are brief, and I, I, I like those because it helped explore like the nuances of her character, um, especially in the first episode that we watched where she attempts to, to sell the uh, the perfume and it, she thinks it goes really well and you can see the internals working and then her reaction to it when she doesn't get the job or how poor she is at actually selling this perfume, which I thought was absolutely hilarious. Um, and also the fact that she has such um, an incredible way with her physical performance. Yeah, she's a phenomenal these. physical performer. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. But I feel like the nuances sort of brought to life a little bit with her having those piece to camera moments if i if those those aren't present in this i feel like it just i i don't think i connect with it as much as i would have if that makes sense yeah i think it was of everything we've ever watched for the premise of the podcast that we do i don't think this show works out of context um I didn't enjoy watching the episodes as much with you as I remember enjoying yeah. them the first time around. And because it's a very like limited short series, you know, you can watch the entire thing in three hours. Yeah. Like it's very easy to binge and you just go straight one into the other. And by the time you get to the ones that we were, um, we were watching like the, the characters and the dynamic and the setting, um, and the interplay between them and the premise is all established and I think that's really important because the humor is so specific in terms yeah. of its cultural context and in terms of what it is that she's actually doing that's funny is that like it takes you a little while to sort of get on board with that and yeah. feel involved and invested in it and if you're thrown into an episode sort of midway through a season it's like well like this is very precise in this, what it's doing yeah it, it's a shock to the system I mean the the fact that they're 20 minute episodes uh, makes it, I don't want to say tolerable I think tolerable is the right word but I think it makes the show more accessible yeah um because you're only getting it in these short bursts um I think for me you're I, I totally agree just in terms of the con- like the premise of our show compared to what we've seen here I think it these two episodes didn't really work for me I thought there were some really really funny moments in it and uh Michaela Cole Michaela yeah. Cole um was terrific. Like I literally could like watch her for days. She was awesome. Um, and I think the little bits and pieces here and there that are in terms of her supporting cast are interesting as well. It's just really for for me. I'm I was trying to work out what the direction of the show was in terms of its narrative trajectory because I look at it and go, okay, yeah. So her and her boyfriend, uh, you know, they're struggling. To, well, he's struggling to to have sex with her or. Um, she's trying to get like a, a job. Obviously, that sort of links into the, the low socioeconomic status and where the character of Tracy's sort of life is currently in the show. But I feel like um, for me, it was it was a bit weird because with everything else that we've watched in the past, you have been able to sort of glean some form of direction of where it's come from and where it's going. Um, but also, I, I would have to say. That is kind of a testament to the show where it, I, the show refuses or doesn't bother telling you. It just yeah. goes straight into it. And I think that's something that you can appreciate, especially watching this, is that 
you know what? The show's not going to be like, oh, remember like last week when we had a beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't go with that. Whereas a lot of the stuff that we've looked at over the last couple of months has a tendency to link back to those episodes prior to give you that little bit of information. Not because of oh, an audience member's going like a new audience member's going to watch it now. It's more just along the lines to help sort of remind you of what's happened as you go along. Yeah, I mean, if you watch more of this, like there is an ongoing narrative that you know they might make references to things that have happened in previous episodes. But you're right, like it doesn't. It doesn't pander to its audience, and it's very unapologetic in its humor yeah, and absolutely. its style. And I think that's, you know, when you're going to do something as specific and, like, culturally um, bold as this show is, yeah. you just need to go with it. Um, I appreciate it for that. I actually really do, because I think when you, when the show isn't afraid to make something so to the point, you yeah. know, or something so obvious or so disgusting, like... When that guy was getting attacked with the dildos in the room, that's just, to me, that's fucking hilarious because he's sitting there trying to, like, I, I, I don't know what his relation is to the group, but he's just dancing and doing all these things and they're just slapping with dildos. And that's really fucking funny. And the show doesn't need to provide you any context or anything like that. It's just doing it because it almost feels like, hey, this is fucking hilarious. Let's do it. Yeah, so there's the girl... Um the best friend, I forget her name now, but she's the one who kept, kept talking to her nan, like it was her nan's house. Right, right. So he is her boyfriend. Oh, okay, okay. So he is like related yeah. to the group somehow. Yeah, sure. he's, uh, he is Tracy's best friend's boyfriend. Boyfriend, right. And I think they end up splitting up at one point as well. Yeah. Um, But it is, it does sort of, in other episodes, sort of go off and explore some of the side characters. Like the yeah. two episodes we watched, it was very Tracy-centric. Um, her mom is also in it. Her mom's like a real, like, hardcore, like, African immigrant fundamentalist Christian. Like, it's, oh, okay. it's oh, yeah. full on. Um, and I think, think some, one of the arcs is about her trying to lose her virginity, which you would have sort of gleaned from this, but not yeah. really. Yeah. But that sounds a bit cheap. Like, oh, you know girl tries to get laid for the course of a season yeah but it's much more about it being an exploration of her like sexual inexperience and her sheltered upbringing and the why she is the way that she is and so sexual um desire particularly now that she's got a boyfriend as a way to explore those themes i was reading an interview with michaela cole and she said that you know she she grew up like this and she looked around herself and she was like i this is it. Like, these are the people I'm going to be with forever. This is the life I have for myself if I can't find a way to make it out of here. And she went to drama school. Yeah. And then she wrote a play called Chewing Gum Dreams. That's right. I did I did notice that in the credits, actually, that it's based off a... Yeah, a so it's a one-woman show. It's just okay. her um, on stage playing a Tracy-like character. It's not her. It's not Michaela. It's not Tracy. But it's, like, it's someone very similar who just, like, monologues about her own life and background. Yeah. Um... And then from that character, they spun off this show. Yeah. Um, because that that one-woman comedy play was hugely successful. I mean, I, I can re- I think we can all relate to Tracy's character in, in some way or another. Because, you know, you're doing the awkward... Like, in, especially in uh, in the second episode. And actually, but actually, both episodes, really, wasn't it? Where they're sort of exploring that sort of... Uh, the sexual inexperience and yeah. they're doing those awkward searches on Google when you sort of become aware as a teenager. I know they're not teenagers, but they're, 
they're still doing that same thing where you're going and Googling, like, how to give a blowjob. But I think that's the thing about Tracy. Like, the kind of thing that she's going through is what people go through when they're 14 and she's 24. And she's mortified in company. Like, she's got a supportive group of friends who don't mock her for her ignorance. But... It, that ignorance is palpable in those conversations. Yeah. And Michaela Cole's written that as funny and it reads and plays as funny, but like, you're right. Like the, the insecurity is very close to the bone and very relatable. Yeah. And yet it's also about, you know, this very specific, unique character yeah. um, that she's created as well, who is just so off the wall. And it's so interesting. Like there is parts of Tracy that are, mortifyingly embarrassing you know like when she can't sell that perfume or um when she gets so coked up by accident that she just completely is delusional and starts sticking her finger down some homeless tramp's throat on the street but she also has this really interesting like inner strength it's like so, so so for example when she doesn't get the perfume job you know, the woman says to her, oh, I'm sorry, yep. you know, you haven't been selected. And she looks her dead in the eye and there's like a pause. And then she says, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity, but I'm going to have to decline your offer. I'm just looking for something a bit. Well, thank you. And, yeah. and that's it. And then she just tells the woman to go away. And I don't think, you know, she's just reacting off the cuff because she's really crushed inside and really genuinely surprised because yep. she thought she was a shoo-in for this job. But the reserves of like, Inner strength. I mean, you even like commented on it while we were oh, watching. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, like- yeah, it was a that that's like an acid burn. Like it was, <laughs> it was such a remarkable like turn from her when there's that sort of moment where it's like, oh, here it comes, here it comes, and then she just basically goes, "You can go now, you can go." Yeah, and she's just like, "But I work here." And she's like, "Yeah, well, you can go over there," <laughs> and you're just like, "Oh shit!" And it's really interesting because Tracy's character handles that like a boss, and then like a split second later, she breaks down. Yeah. Well, because she just wants anyway. that woman to be out of her vicinity so she can get upset. Uh, but then she's so naive that she just, like, literally one minute later gets, like, manipulated into um, buying drugs for someone. And that's another thing that's really interesting about this show is, like, she is not afraid, Michaela Cole, the writer, or Tracy, the character, to go, just go full gun yep. for, like, racial stereotypes and racial discrimination. Yep. Like, the guy in the in the perfume shop immediately thinks that she's a drug dealer because she's black and like starts stuffing 20 pound notes down her bra yeah. to go and get his coke. They're like, um, the, when she's sleeping with that Sasha girl, who's, cause she's trying to turn her boyfriend on by getting a threesome. Um, you know, Sasha keeps like talking about like references from 12 years a slave and like Michael yeah. Cole having like escaped Michael Fassbender. And she calls her Lupita at one point and you're like Lupita Nyong'o and you're just like, Oh my fucking God. And you know that Michaela Cole wrote all this. So, yes, she's writing really offensive racial stereotypes, but she's also clearly writing that from experience. Like, this is shit that's been said to her, like, probably not even intended as an insult, like, in passing. Yeah. And it's, just, it's really, like, raw the, to the ear. It's like, whoa, like, that's that's full on. Yeah, because when I heard those lines, I was like, ooh, okay. Not knowing that she'd actually written the show, uh that to me i think the fact that she's able to i guess and i don't i mean i don't know and like you said you don't know either but like she's te- the, those insults that she's thrown there she's used as like her own ammunition yeah. she's like yo that's a fucking good insult and i'm going to use it now because it's funny 
and it's also super fucked up especially when you watch it like that like those sort of weirdly enough though the the stuff that sasha says to them uh, regarding the 12 years of slave stuff actually fits in the the cringe context of the show yeah you know what i mean yeah there's like that moment where people are either stupid or they're naive or they don't know what they're saying and then they start spouting out a bunch of 12 years of slavery. It's just so glib and throwaway. Yeah. And she keeps like going on about insisting that, you know, the boyfriend is definitely Caucasian. He's white, right? It's yeah. Just, keeps asking as well. Yeah. And it's just like... And her yeah. dad, when like Sasha's dad, when he drops Sasha off and he's just like, starts implying that Tracy's going to steal from her. Like, it's just fucked. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. It, it's really interesting. I would be curious to see how much insight how much further insight it gives into i guess that sort of sect of of britain yeah and that's something that it does extraordinarily well like Mm. that community is really well explored really well represented um it's 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 an eye-opener to be honest like it's as you say it's comedically intended and it is funny um but it's funny because it's it kind of makes you laugh from like nervous laughter, yeah. like shocked laughter that these words are being said. There's another episode, as I was saying to you before, that's even worse. It goes so far where this man that she's sleeping with makes her dress up as some like African tribal like chieftain lady and like dance around in some like traditional dance. And she's like mortified, yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. doing it. And then his family walks in and she's in all this war paint and feathers and it's just like it's oh it's oh, really hard to watch that to me but the thing is you describing that to me having seen these two episodes that doesn't surprise me now that i've seen what the show is capable of pushing yeah i get that but it's worse than you can imagine like really I'm, like imagine if i described to you the episode that we just watched where they had a threesome yeah and like you tried to imagine it and then you saw what it actually is like you couldn't possibly imagine how graphic and full-on that episode was yeah, how how deep is that into the season? I honestly can't remember, but right. I think it's season two because I think because her and Connor split up at the, either at the end of season one or the start of season two. Yeah, and so when they're broken up, she's like sleeping with different people. Yeah, so I think it must be season two. Right, right, right. So, like you were saying, the first season explores her and her ex- sexual experience and experiences with Connor, and season two is like her. Run, run, like flying solo, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right. and like her, um, yeah, like her sexual exploits as like a single girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I feel like <clears throat> I, I look at this show and oh, I'm sorry. There's a yeah. whole other massive through line that's really important as well. Yeah, yeah. In the first episode, she has a boyfriend who's like a Christian fundamentalist who she splits up with, and the reason she splits up with him is because he won't sleep with her, and the reason right. he won't sleep with her is because he's gay. Oh, but he can't be gay because, um, I just remember this now. He can't be gay because he's so super fundamentalist Christian. Yeah, yeah. And that's like the massive turning point in her life where she's like, "Fuck this! Like, I don't want a part of this. Like, I want to. I'm a woman. Like, I'm sexually, um, not not sexually active because she's not. That's what she wants to be. Yeah. But she's like, I charge. Um, yeah, yeah. I have urges. I want to explore them. I need more than this like stifling Christian delusion." of this man who's pretending to be something he's not. And so she dumps him in. It's a big scandal in her like family and community. Yeah. And then she goes off to get this like random skag boyfriend, Connor. 
And then in the last episode of that season, her sister is going to marry this guy instead. Like he's going to, he just takes her sister instead of her. And it's like, oh yeah, you'll do. And so she has to try and stop the wedding because she knows that he's gay. And so the big catalyst for her wanting to lose her virginity and getting with Connor is a rejection of her Christian fundamentalist background. And that's why having sex is really important to her. I've just remembered all that now. And that probably like gives a lot more context. I was going to say that, that like that, adds so much more depth to it like yeah. to me like because for me the, the, my issue with these episodes was mainly just the fact that I wasn't really getting much out of them other than yeah. like he's like some he's gag after gag after gag after gag and it's weird like that guy her ex-boyfriend he's a recurring character he just happened not to be in those ones that we saw oh okay right so, right but right. he does come back a few times yeah, so yeah. yeah that was really uh, yeah maybe I picked the wrong ones but maybe I picked the right ones because it just goes to show some shows really work context less and some don't but it doesn't mean that you've got the full effect of this because you definitely have not yeah I don't think I have um, I, I don't know if that is the reason why I haven't connected with it as much as I thought I would and I and I do remember you because this is before, this is pre-podcast but yeah. I know that you you recommended this to me last year and I put it on my on my list of things to watch on, on my Netflix. I think if I was you, I'd feel the same way. Having just watched those two, just in isolation, if I hadn't seen it myself already, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah. But if you do actually binge it, it's really worth it. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's short. Like, yeah. there's two, the 20 minute episodes and th- these honestly went by really quickly. Like, they were very, very, like, it is sharply edited. Yeah. And even if you do feel like, you know, they're just very one shot and out not really going anywhere stories or just throw away you know yeah. single episode format stories they are fucking funny like oh i know the thing is this is the gags and some of the exploits that i'm i'm watching here are things that i've not seen like i think it's why when those moments hit they're so effective yeah you know when you see how wonderfully physical uh michaela Cole. Yeah, Michaela Cole. Oh, I'm gonna get name wrong. Michaela Cole's performance is when she gets up on stage and is doing her cocaine speech. That is an amazing display of physical and just everything. It's it is so funny and it's oddly like vulnerable as well because Tracy's mm. in a vulnerable position. I feel like Michaela's putting herself in a vulnerable position as a performer too. Like it's really like as a performance. She's giving it everything, like that physical performance. Oh yeah, and even absolutely. though it's a, like it's comedic, like it's a joke, like it's a very risky joke because, like you say, we haven't seen it before, so it's not formulated. The laughs aren't guaranteed, and mm. she's really putting her, you know, best acting foot forward out there, and she's got the pressure um, of having written it as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think she's an amazing talent. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what I need to. I want to do some reading into the play. I'm very so last year when I was in London, I actually bought the playtext. Okay, because you could buy playtext of like almost anything. Oh, there. nice! Um, and I found it. and I was like, oh my god! Um, but I've never read it yet. So oh, I've well, got it somewhere. I was going to say when you unpack all your stuff, you got to find it and read it, and then give it to me. Yeah, when we've moved house, I will certainly find it in one of the boxes and yeah. give it to you. Then we can do like a. I didn't finish watching the show, but I read the play episode where we can discuss it. yes absolutely yeah, we can talk about that um but yeah i mean for me at the end of the day like for this i i thought it was really funny but you 
you you chose two episodes that were um almost too good in terms of lacking context yeah i think you're absolutely right and i only chose them because i mean i've only binged the whole show through once yeah so i don't remember them that well but there was just a scene in the first one where she does give that coke speech that i really wanted you to see and that's why i chose those ones that i think you know like maybe if i watched them all again i kind of regret that decision and would want you to experience something different but all i would say is if you liked it a little bit give it another go Mm. like watch it from the start get the context knock it all out in a few hours because it is it is very worth it yeah i think we have this weird obsession now with watching british british comedies british comedies but also british like with moments where they uh get very high and make a speech because remember in the windsors Oh yeah, yeah huh? Because I, I actually rewatched that episode because yeah. it's so fucking funny. It's I haven't actually rewatched the show yet, but yeah. But you just like there's only twelve episodes, I, and you just watched I the just, one you'd already seen. Yeah, because it's funny. It's just funny watching Kate. In all honesty, I had watched the one that I showed you for the podcast. I'd watched it the day before, and that's why I wanted to show you it because I was like, I really want to see it again. Yeah, uh, worth it. Hundred so percent worth it. Um, where can we find chewing gum? So it's on Netflix. It was a Channel 4 series, uh, six episodes for season one, six episodes for season two. So exactly like, oh, another British sitcom, Beautiful People. We did that before, two seasons, six episodes each. Um, It's all on Netflix, which is good. Um, Channel 4 have said they're not making any more, but Michaela Cole has said she will make season three at some point in her career. So I expect it will be a Netflix original next time. Yeah. Um, But there's no word of it coming out. It's not green letter or anything like that right how recent was that oh so i think i think season one was 2015 yeah season two was 2016 then there was like nothing for a long time yeah um and then it was only last september maybe like september 2017 or october that she said i will make more one day yeah i imagine netflix would probably be keen to do it i think so yeah, yeah. it's a very it's a very netflixy kind of show yeah it feels very netflixy I've got another yeah. I've got another British comedy sitcom for you lined up but I actually originally started them because I was like we need more comedies we need to lighten the podcast and now I'm like wow it's just like become the thing it's just comedies now yeah because there's so many good comedies yeah I still have a couple in the barrel for you as well which I'm holding on to comedies yeah yeah but I feel like we should drop a drama yeah we need now. to we need to get more terrorists in yeah because, well, I mean, I don't want to spoil what I was going to show you next, but you'll see. There's a lot of shows with terrorists. Yeah, I know. Everything's a terrorist now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll do us. Uh, as always, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, doing a search, what the hell is this show? Uh, and on Spotify as well, and on Omni FM, which is our homepage. So give us some stars, ratings, and stuff. We do read it. We do love it. Um, you always say that. And yeah. No one ever does it. Well,. I don't know. I haven't actually checked. I should probably check. <laughs> we yeah. we don't read it. We don't. Uh, I mean, love uh, it. yeah, we do. Uh, we do. People, yeah, we read everything. Lol. Uh, when everything uh, <laughs> to read is nothing because there's nothing there. Yeah, but you know, seriously, give us some feedback. Also, give us some shows. We're still looking for some suggestions yeah. for shows because uh, we 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 won't run out, but we might do a few cheeky episodes in the future where, uh, well, one of the upcoming ones is going to be a cheeky format change. Uh, but more ones where we might both of us watch a show with no context. Yeah, I'd still love that to do that where, you know, listeners suggest something um, and then we just 
both watch it with any context. And you can, obviously, being the listener, you can pick the show, pick the season, pick the episode, and then we'll both just have to go into it blind. Yeah. So I'd be keen on that. But in the meantime, though, don't listen to, like, Nick's Descent. Like, actually give Chewing Gum a go because it is really awesome. Despite his, like, reservations, it's a great show. I do have reservations. But so. I just feel like if someone listened to the, this podcast, they'd be like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll give it a miss, but don't because it's awesome. To, to be fair, you're only going to be using three hours of your afternoon. True. Not, and if you, not a lot of work. If you made it this far into listening to the podcast, you've either probably already seen it or you're thinking about watching it. So, yes. yeah, follow that thought. Or not, you know, you're, you're your own person. It's okay. No, do it. And then write in and tell us how great it was and how much you like thank and appreciate my suggestion. Uh, if you do that, if you message John or I uh, and we've got proof, John promises he'll buy you a beer. 100%. There you go. See, if you're in the oh, UK, a warm beer, but... Yeah, warm beer, but yeah. In Australia, cold beer because we absolutely need it because it's just disgustingly humid right now and I hate it. Yeah, it's gross. Anyway, so before this turns into the weather podcast, we are <laughs> out of here. We'll be back next time with some more contextless TV. Bye. Bye.